Welcome to Bartel Radio. I'm Cass Enright. Recently, I had the pleasure of visiting Cruz Blanca, the highly anticipated new brewery and taqueria in Chicago, opened by Rick Bayless of Frontera Grill, Topolo Bampo, and Joko fame. It's a wonderful place, bright, original, and delicious, and another great addition to Chicago's already bustling West Loop and Fulton Market District. Their European-influenced beers with interesting ingredients and a Mexican flair break the mold for most new brewery pubs today. After my visit, I was fortunate enough to speak with Jacob Sembrano, the head brewer of Cruz Blanca, about his background, the beers of the present, and of the future at the brewery. Let's give it a listen. Well, I got uh, hitched on board with this project uh, probably about a year before we opened. Uh, I was the head brewer at the uh, Goose Island uh, Brew Pub on Clybourne and Lincoln Park here in Chicago. Okay. Uh, I was there for about five years. And I actually started with uh, zero brewing experience and um, kind of just started there uh, scrubbing floors and digging spent grain. And, uh, you know, as time progresses, um, you start to uh, just through osmosis kind of start learning what everything was about. And I started taking my work home with me and started doing a lot of research and within maybe about a year I was uh, starting to write my own recipes and uh, you know I was kind of uh, flying independently there in terms of just day-to-day operations so um, I just really started diving into the whole world of brewing and um, spent uh, the latter after you know I guess an apprenticeship or something like that just creating recipes and really taking a, a leadership role there and uh, a lot of responsibility and just um, getting familiar with the world of beer. Cool. Uh, I got a, I got involved with Cruz Blanca through, well, there was a lot of things. There was uh, a couple of uh, word, of, uh, really a lot of word of mouth um, when uh, the, I guess the owners, Rick Bayless and his partner, Manny, were looking at, um, looking for brewers, my name kind of kept popping up a lot with people that they were talking to. And I already had a, a bit of a friendly relationship with the company to, to start because just through, again, just the relationships that you build uh, while brewing in the industry with the restaurants and things like that. So um, I felt like it was, uh, the stars were aligned for this one. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was kind of the, uh, the clear choice, but you know, I had a, several interviews about the concept, about, you know, the direction that they wanted to take the brewery in. And, um, it, a lot of it was still really kind of unforeseen, but, um, it was something that interested me. And, uh, when I got on board, we, from there, we kind of hit the ground running and started talking about a concept and what kind of beers do we want to be brewing and, um, you know, the next plan of attack really. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'd love to hear about how, uh what your inspiration was for the beers, because they're really interesting. Um, I know there's European influence, French influence. Um, there's interesting local ingredients. I know sort of from the background um, that I learned uh, through uh, the original Cruz Blanca in Mexico City. So do you want to just talk right. about how, how all these recipes came about and sort of your inspiration yeah. and how, that, uh, how they came to be? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the original Cruz Blanca was uh, founded in Mexico City, and 
1869, and uh, coincidentally enough, founded by a uh, northern French immigrant. Um, that's all we kind of really know about this man, Emile. But um, I guess the inspiration for Cruz Blanca was just that. So we wanted to kind of pay homage and really kind of explore um, uh, fr French history, French brewing. And then even at that time, uh, there was a huge uh, influx of uh, European immigrants into Mexico City. And that was kind of under the Maximilian reign. He brought a lot of uh, Austrian uh, bread makers and Austrian brewers with him. Um, so we kind of want to honor a little bit of that European history as well, uh, it, you know, outside of the beer to guard. So we've um, kind of wanted to make a, a menu that was a little bit influenced by, you know, French brewing beer to guard, very rich kind of malty beers, uh, really low hop bitterness, um, and then kind of have fun with uh, European inspired things, pilsners, lagers, kolsches. Um, we're doing a, a couple of uh, like kettle sours right now that's in the works that I feel like are in the spirit of both Europe and European brewing and also kind of in the spirit of not necessarily Mexican brewing, but Mexican, Mexico as a whole, Mexico City as a whole, you know, it's ripe flavors of acidity and, and citrus, you know, are kind of recreated through these kettle sour kinds of beers and um, the Smoke Alley, which is a really cool wheat beer, is kind of inspired by our trip to Oaxaca where there's this taco corridor that um, is just, you've probably got uh, 15, 20 vendors all selling uh, meat, just grilled meat right in front of you. And to kind of, wanted to kind of capture that smoke character that is, and that fills the air, but also like the, the really light flavors of while the meat and the food is, is very rich and full of flavor. It's very light, uh, very light. It's not very filling. It's not yeah. something that's, that is, it's rich in sauces or anything like that. It's just fresh radishes and, and grilled onions and things like that. And being able to make a beer that uh, to me, what one works really well with that kind of food, but also again, it's just inspired by inspired by like the lightness of the food there, it's kind of a cool story and the beer itself has actually no connection to Mexico, but it, to me, it kind of captures that. And I think that that's uh, a lot of what kind of beers we're doing where we're not necessarily using Mexican ingredients in all of our beers. And, um, yes, they will make an appearance, but I think it's more about trying to recreate beer that capture a certain moment or place or, events or something like that that happens in mexico city you know yeah I, I, um, I really felt that like when i was having the beer especially smoke alley and with the tacos it was more of like the feeling of what that experience could be more so than the literal uh you know recreation of what it is because uh it certainly seems like it's really a creative way to to bring that to life which is quite cool yeah absolutely it's definitely a little bit more you have to, at least what i think you have to be a little bit more thought out and it's not necessarily how can we take all these Mexican ingredients and put them in a Pilsner or put them in something. I think it's more of how can we take what we know about beer and, uh, you know, the beer revolution as we know a period and these traditional styles and, and again, try to capture something that's inspired by something happening in Mexico and, and bring it back. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, a style of beer that, um, 
you know, yeah. it, it would be your, your obvious choice. Oh, and yeah. then the bearded guards is kind of a really cool story because, uh, again, you know, uh, the original founder was a French, uh, was a French brewer. So uh, I guess in spirit of what beer to guard is, and most beers really is, is capturing, uh, you know, the use of as, as many, uh, resources close to you as possible. So, um, we, uh, most, not most of our beers, but a very large percentage are using, uh, this, uh, base malt Pilsner and pale malt, uh, coming out of a maltster in Indiana, which is literally about two and a half miles away, or excuse me, two and a half hours away from us. Yeah. Um, and he's malting on a really small scale, but I feel like his, uh, Pilsner and, and his pale malts have this really kind of delicate toast character, which I feel works really well with that style. And, and, um, it's just cool to be able to, uh, to make a beer that I feel is as in the city of Chicago, it's as, uh, I guess represents something that's closer to us mm. than, uh, than outsourcing a lot of ingredients. And, and don't get me wrong. We do, I use Minnesota malt, Minnesota wheat. Uh, I use, uh, stuff that's malted in Wisconsin from Breeze. I use a lot of, I use German malt for certain things, but it's nice to be able to, Put a lot of emphasis on a particular beer that's showcasing um, something that's grown so, yeah. grown and malted so close to us, and the honey as well. It's really heavy honey addition, but um, uh, you know, sourcing the local the honey as as close to us in northern Illinois as we possibly can, and it just brings uh, brings to table a really cool and uh, interesting beer that uh, actually is is one of our best sellers because it's just a really cool beer. Yeah. Uh, that Rubia, the LaGuardia Rubia, that's that's uh, the, the beer to guard I'm talking about. So. Well, it just seems like it's very much a part of kind of the company philosophy because even though sort of the family of restaurants um, are Mexican-inspired, a lot of, I mean, it seems like the menus at, at Rick's places always list all the, the farms where everything is from, and it kind of makes sense that with the beer, uh, when you when he, you know, we got into brewing, that it would have a similar philosophy and there'd be local ingredients and local farms there too so it was really nice to see that at the brewery as well because it seemed to fit with the entire kind of thinking of what uh what rick has done with everything that he's been a part of sure yeah, yeah. i mean you nailed it yeah basically it so yeah. and you know and and i don't i don't think that anything that we're doing is trying to make a 100 percent complete um uh, re recreation of something, but I think that in the spirit of, and, and, uh, you know, what's going on around us in Chicago, I think that we can, uh, kind of recreate something that's similar, but our own touch on it. And I, and I, and I think that's really cool because it, it, it really requires, uh, for us and myself to put a lot more thought process into, into, into the creation of beer versus brewing something just because we can, you know, I love IPAs and I love drinking IPAs, but I sometimes I have a really hard time figuring out how does that fit into what we want to do. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. and it and it and it and it doesn't. You know, <laughs> or at least for right now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we do have that IPL, the India Pale Lager, which I guess is debatably. Uh, um, an IPA, mm-hmm. but again, that's like using uh, a Mexican lager yeast, and it's pretty heavily dry hopped with hops from Michigan that are grown in Michigan, Ch- Chinook hops. So 
again, that's kind of a, a kind of a, a take on what would be a traditional Mexican lager, but implementing these really wonderful Chinook hops that are grown in Michigan. So that was my, that's my way of, of, of brewing an IPA, but not exactly brewing an IPA. <laughs> yeah. I, I got that sense when I was there that it, it seemed like that was almost like the token IPA, but, it, but with a, a unique <laughs> kind of twist, which was uh, really nice to see. Cause yeah, I mean, yeah I, absolutely. I, I, you know, it's nice to see breweries that, that when they start up, it's not just the, the, the template or the cookie cutter lineup of beers. And it's something that I think you've broken, um, broken that mold is and really gone after a, a set of beers that are quite unique and, and different, which makes your, the experience of Cruz Blanca really special. And so it was, uh, it was such a great time that a uh, couple times I was there, um, over the weekend. So, um, cool. Well, I, uh, I don't want to take up uh, much more of your time, but, uh, yeah, I uh, really appreciate, um, you chatting with me, Jacob, and uh, yeah, I, I had a great, uh, great experience there. Um, do you have any, uh, any, any last words for some, for a, a listener in uh, in Canada, if uh, to uh, to want to come down uh, as they're thinking about coming to Chicago and uh, and visiting your place, what to expect from um, the experience of your uh, of your brewery and restaurant? Absolutely, I think that you know we're, geez, we are approaching month. Uh, Month three of being opening, we've been open for, geez, nine weeks. So uh, I, I'm really anxious to see what, what we continue to produce. And I think that, uh, you know, we had some guest, guest drafts on originally, but we're starting to drop those and have our own beers on. And it's just going to be really fun to see what happens uh, in the next eight months, next year, you know when we start kind of dappling in some cask condition stuff, or excuse me, not cask condition, some cask, cask uh, aged beers, uh, maybe start a little in-house uh, bottle program, mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, having a lot of, as much fun as with beer as we possibly can that goes beyond just the normal, uh, the normal stuff that we see day to day. Because I like to keep myself really challenged, and we all do here. Uh, so it's just going to be fun to see what, what the next you know, year brings us, I think sky's the limit and we can have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Well, I, uh, it was, it's so far great start out of the gate, I have to say, and, uh, <laughs> looking forward to, uh, to visiting again soon and seeing what you have, uh, have, uh, up your sleeve next. I already noticed on Twitter that I think you put two new beers on just this week, um, from, uh, yeah. I guess there was a, was it a German Pils and a Kolsch I saw, it looked like? Yeah, yeah, easy drinking stuff, German Pils, Kolsch. Uh, we got, most recently, um, did two kind of Berliner style, Berliner Weiss, Goza style beers. One with a massive addition of uh, some uh, locally grown raspberries that's uh, almost ready to be uh, released in the next couple of weeks. We have uh, another version of that unraspberried version that's got a heavy dry hop of some really wonderful Michigan hops as well. Um, and again, just trying to have as much fun with what we got around here. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, all of the, uh, all of us uh, beer uh, fans can uh, enjoy the fun that you're having as well. So right on. Thank Great. you. Okay. Thanks Jacob. Yeah. Nice chatting with you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.